This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Steele plays it to the middle of the ice and the Stars on the counter with a shot and Lukanen's got it. Rebound squirts in behind him. Stars take a 2-1 lead. That was your game winner. 9-0-4 into the second. Dan Nunnally on the call. Sam Steele, his sixth. Gave Dallas a 2-1 lead. That's all they would need. Two goals to win it tonight over Buffalo. 2-1. It's our play of the game, and it's our NOCO play of the game. Brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. As we welcome you back here to the press box at KeyBank Center, I'm Brian Colziel. A frustrating night for the Sabres, and I'm sure Sabre fans heading to the exits right now. As the Sabres put forth a very, very valiant effort, put 48 shots on Jake Ottinger, but are only able to score one goal on the power play. Nothing five-on-five. And another game where the Sabres deserve points and find a way not to get any. Couldn't even get this one to overtime. Uko Pekalukanen and the defense, again, playing well. Only surrendering two goals to a very good team from the Western Conference in the Dallas Stars, who have a very, very good record. I mean, Dallas comes in 30 wins. 13 losses and 6 in the OT shootout. So 30, 13, and 6. They're very good and have a lot of offensive talent, and they've been scoring with the best of the groups in the West. And tonight the Sabres only let up 2, outshoot them by 17, and are only able to score 1. It's one of the, uh, one of the uh, nights tonight that we put on the what now has felt like a very long list of games in which the Sabres have frustratingly felt like they deserved better uh, than zero points at the end of this night. There's definitely games, of course, where the Sabres didn't deserve to get points, but uh, I feel like we're racking up a healthy list now of games where Buffalo has deserved to get points, and they've done it against good teams. You don't have to go back very far. You can just maybe go back about two and a half weeks ago against Vancouver, that game in which they played very well and lost one to nothing. All right, let's go down to the room. Locker room sound here. Paul Hamilton live with Casey Middlestad. Well, Casey, right off the bat, you guys seem to be flying. I mean, you had plenty of opportunities in that game. I don't think you played horribly at all. I mean, how, how do you analyze that one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you, you said it pretty good there, but um, I actually thought uh, we played really good, um, especially coming out of the break. And, um, you know, we were making plays and, and uh, getting pucks to the net, and I even thought we had bodies there as well. And, um, you know, I guess uh, – He's a good goalie, and uh, definitely made it harder on us tonight. But, um, 
you know, I think uh, maybe some of those we want back. But like you said, like I said, I mean, I, I thought we played pretty well, honestly, um, especially coming out of the break. I mean, I think we had 50 shots or something around there. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, tough to swallow. So did you feel – it sounds like you felt like he was – he played well, but you also missed some chances. Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously he, he made some big saves, but at the same time, uh, I think that's maybe a little bit of a product of missing as well. So um, I think it goes a little both ways. And, um, you know, like I said, he made some big saves. And, um, yeah, it's tough, I think, uh, especially the point in the season where we want those to go in. And, um, you know, I think there's so many positives from a game like that, but um, definitely hard to, to see those and focus on those right now. What did you see on that last chance that Tage set you up with? Did you see some net there? I mean, I, oh, yeah. I mean, I think you definitely want that one back. Um, I mean, puck comes through the seam fast. I'm just trying to get it up on the short side with him moving, and um, you know, actually, uh, in all honesty, thought I had a pretty good shot on it, and um, yeah, he was there. Uh, good save, and um, maybe def, maybe could have been a little bit better of a shot, but um, yeah, it's tough. I feel like I had uh, a few of those chances tonight, and um, got to put one of those away. It seemed frustration did sit in. I know Rasmus thought he had some great chances, and he kind of looked to the sky a couple of times. Uh, did, did, were you guys getting a little bit frustrated that nothing was going in for you? I mean, I, I think I'd be lying if I, I said we weren't getting frustrated. But, um, you know, at the same time, I, I thought we stuck with it. I mean, look at Ras. I think he had 10 chances himself. So um, maybe a little frustration. But, you know, he was going to the areas again and, and trying to score. And that's all you can ask. And, um yeah, I mean, like I said, I think uh, if we get that many chances and, and that many shots tonight, I think uh, we're going to win a lot of games here and in, in down the stretch of the year. They did get a power play goal in the deflection, but say they, you know how they say that sometimes your best penalty killer is your goaltender, and he certainly, uh, with five on threes and everything, made some great saves. Yeah, I would be great again. Um, yeah, I mean, we love having him back there, and, you know, he just battles and battles and battles, never complains. and. Um, yeah, definitely uh, another great game from him. And like I said, uh, we love having him back there. Thank you, Casey. Casey Middlestat and Tage Thompson is here. Let's get a mic in on that. Yeah, I mean, I think we all, we all played him the entire game. Um, obviously, Otter stood on his head and made a lot of big saves for him to keep it close and give him the lead. And um, Yeah, it's just one of those games where you face a hot goal, you get a lot of chances, they're not going in for you. I thought defensively we were strong. We played a pretty tight game, didn't really give up too much. And, um, you know, I think their goalie won that one for them, obviously. And, um, that's the way we got to play, though. I think, you know, we, we finished off the, the last few games before break pretty strong. And um, that's something we got to continue to just continue to play the right way. And, um, you know, I think you, you look up and down the lineup, I think the compete and the, the work ethic was there and the intensity. Um, so that's really all you can ask for. Obviously, you want to win. You need those points, uh, especially down the stretch here. But I feel like we play like that. Um, we're going to have success. So. As you guys claw your way back to games where you're closer to your identity, you've had quite a few where you outshoot, you play so strong, but the scoreboard doesn't match. How have you guys gotten better at maybe separating the good and the bad in those games? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think... The results, you know, typically follow the, the work ethic, and um, you know, I think throughout the season we haven't been consistent enough in that. And um, the games you do um, lose because of the, the lack of intensity, um, those ones come back to haunt you. So, um, you know, it's a little easier to uh, 
know, I think small losses like this when you're playing playing hard. Uh, and at the same time, it still sucks. You know, you want to win. Uh, we need to win. So those ones sting. But um, at least we can look ourselves in the mirror and um, know we played the right way. And I think that's just kind of something we, we got to continue with moving forward. Hey, teams try to take you away on the power play. How did you shake loose on that one to get yourself open? Um, I think just recovery on pucks, quick puck movement. I think, you know, it all started with just shots, shot volume. Um, started with a shot, rebound, recovery. Skinny takes a one-timer, rebound. Uh, we recover it, uh, quick puck movement, get the, the PK running around. That's when the seams open up and the lanes open up. So more of that, I thought our, P, I thought our PP was, was really good tonight. Um, a lot of good looks. Um, Should have had three or four more um, on the power play. So just got to find ways to, to capitalize on those and Sometimes you just got to tip your cap to the other goalie. So, On the other side, penalty kill. Uh, you guys had to kill two five-on-threes. Lukanen did a great job, and it, it just seemed like that went – I know they got one, but it was a, it was a screen deflection. Um, but other than that, it seemed like Lukanen made some great saves, and you guys were able to – what were you guys able to do to kill those? Yeah, Opie played great. I thought the kill was great. Um, obviously, unfortunate bounces there in the third, having to kill off two five-on-threes. Um, kind of takes the momentum out, uh, the wind out of your sails a little bit there. And – um, especially when you're trying to claw your way back into a game, those are those are tough. Um, you know, especially killing off one five on three and get some momentum, and then you got to go kill another one. So that definitely um, you know, was an uphill battle for us in the third, and uh, obviously unfortunate bounces there. Yeah, it is. Um, that's a game, though. Sometimes, right? Like, there's a lot of games throughout this season we probably shouldn't have won that we did win. So goes both ways um that's why i say you know as, as long as you're playing the game the right way the the results will take care of it brian i'm gonna walk over to rasmus dalene here that of course was tage thompson that's all i can say if you look at the overall game though i mean you guys came out flying i mean and pretty much dominated the first period except maybe for the last minute um, what were you guys doing that was right that were allowing you to create chances? We played uh, with confidence, a lot of swag. Um, Ottinger was their, their guy. I think we may have lost Paul Hamilton. Hopefully we'll get him back here as he was speaking there with Rosmus Dahlin. Stars beat the Sabres 2-1. to one. Brian Colsey here on the postgame. We're hoping we got Ross and Stalin back. Let's head there live. Uh, played, and um, uh, I mean, the whole team played great, too, so it was easy to play out there. Ross, what happened when you were able to find Tage? I know they tried to take him away so much, but you found him wide open there. What was it, What were you guys able to do to get him open and score the goal? Shoot him mentality and get the puck back, and then stuff opens him up. Uh, we had a great net front, too. How about the penalty kill? Uh, I know one went in, but it was a deflection screen. Um, it seemed like on the penalty kill, you guys had to kill two five-on-threes. Lukanen did a great job, and it seemed like the other guys did too. Uh, what, what, what went well on the penalty kill? Uh, we pressured they hard, uh, them hard. Um, we took away their time and space. We um, worked hard on them when uh, we had to, and then, um, uh, yeah, we played, we played overall great today. I know it was frustrating for you. We could, we could see it. Uh, you, you did work your way free for some good opportunities, and they didn't go in. I know there was some frustration for you. Yeah. Um, Ottinger is uh, an unbelievable goalie. That's all I can say. Um, today wasn't uh, our day. You guys did a lot of things well. I mean, you played the way that you wanted to play other than converting. How do you, 
how do you just stay optimistic and not, I guess, let the result bother you too much? Because, you know, you guys are trending in the right direction. You're doing a lot of good things. Yeah, um, there's no way we, uh, we think negative um, of this game. We, uh, it's not, it sucks right now. I'm more than pissed off. So, uh, but tomorrow it's a new day and uh, we played great. Uh, a lot of forwards were playing with confidence and uh, hold on to pucks, making great plays. And uh, so um, it's a good, uh, good game for us, but um, the result didn't come. And, but the future is uh, good. Thank you, Rasmus. Thank you. Rasmus Dahlin on the post game. Brian, back to you. Right, good stuff there from Rasmus Dahlin, Tage Thompson, Casey Middlestat. Thank you, Paul. We'll get Paul's part of uh, Don Granado's press conference coming up here in just a little bit. That is our Blue and Gold Locker Room Reports brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. 2-1 Dallas. Brian Colziel back up here on the press box. 13,000. 221 here at KeyBank Center tonight. The announced crowd uh, saw the Sabres, in my estimation, dominate most of the game, outshooting the Stars 48-31, to but just could not get anything by Jake Ottinger other than that one power play goal. I think the players were right on. I think the effort was there, the energy, the intensity, the shot mentality. Uh, but some nights in hockey, that's how it works. If the goalie has his A-plus game, you can still steal a win, and the Stars did that tonight. All right, for all of our local affiliates, we're going to say goodbye to you. If you want to keep listening to the post game, go to WGR550.com. For all of you here on WGR Buffalo, stay tuned. More post game coming up, including Don Granado's post game press conference. Paul Hamilton's take will update you on the scores and standings coming up here as well. And for all of you driving home from KeyBank Center, your drive home from the game is brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Thanks for being with us. More postgame coming up. Stars beat the Sabres 2-1. I'm Brian Colziel, and this is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Period save. Dan Dudley be on the call. It's our save of the game brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealer today. Welcome back here to KeyBank Center on the Upstate Honda dealers post-game show. Visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. I'm Brian Colziel. Both goalies were tremendous in this game. Ottinger a little bit more busy as he's the star of this game. 47 saves in the win. Don Granato is now meeting with the media. Let's take you there live. We missed opportunities to... To win a game, we generated enough to to win. So, yeah, that's simple. Don, what can you say sort of about the Jake Ottinger tonight and, and his game that he had? Um, we know why he's their All Star ultimately after this one. What what did you think of, of the way he played? Yeah, it, it just just more what I just said. We had enough chances. He he was there. He he obviously rose and uh, made numerous point-blank saves, and we generated other point-blank opportunities we might have missed a net on, but we generated enough. Uh, you know, there's no question enough to, to score more than we did. How do you expect the good out of this game? Because, I mean, you guys could have easily won this game. And, I mean, guys are frustrated, but they know they were doing the right things. You know, there's not – I don't see good and I don't feel good in the game necessarily. It's, it's um, you know, we've, we've, we've said it with the injuries to – 
Quinn and to Samuelson, we're we're in a better place right now to handle that. We're playing better hockey and more more, you know, uh, more the way we need to play. Period. So when I look at that, you know, we we played hard. We played the right way. The result wasn't the right. No one's happy about that. No one wants to hear about that. I don't want to hear about that. He didn't get the win, but we're 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 playing the game with the pace we need to play it. This very frustrating. What's the key to stressing that back to the group that you guys are doing the right things, so they stick to that process rather than letting frustration, you know? Yeah, I mean we've had lots of frustration this year, and uh, you know it's it's uh, you know I think about frustration through other games. It's 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 completely different. You know we weren't we weren't in the place we're at now as far as. Uh, we have much greater conviction, much greater confidence. Um, I don't worry about our guys being frustrated right now. I think pissed off is probably a uh, much more, you know, appropriate term than frustrated. Obviously, try to take Tage away, but he got open on the power play. Was it quick puck movement? Better movement, movement, better movement all around, but better attitude, better confidence, better. Um, so, you know, the puck movement. There's a foundation under that of, of, of better compete. Um, again, different attitude. More determined attitude, and, and uh, uh, that that's made them move puck sharper, quicker, better, and move move around better. A very good penalty kill, obviously a, a very very good hockey team, and um, they did lots of good things there. But uh, again, the result wasn't what uh, anybody wanted. Rasmus was at his best tonight. He said he was out there, you know, not thinking. Just what did you see from him that made him so, you know? He, well, he, I mean, he, he had numerous chances. Like I said, I don't know how many chances he ended up having, but uh, he was he, he was himself competitive as ever, and, and I think the group is, is, uh, has helped. You know, collectively, guys were are competing better. How did you think the penalty kill responded to being put in two pretty tough situations there in the third, two five on three? Yeah, I, ridiculously tough situations. I mean, if, and, and, and you guys, you know, you have the – the video and the replays and some of the calls are just just uh, interesting to say the least. But yeah, that's a tough situation. You kill four penalties and twice you're down five on three. I mean that doesn't happen often in the NHL. Um, so strange. How is this going to be to have three days to chew on this one before the next game? Um, you move on to the next game. This is this is uh, difficult tonight, but tomorrow at practice, boy, you know we've got things that. Uh, I'm sure these guys will dial into, and, and you got to get ready for the next one. And um, yeah, it stings. And but you know, again, stay in the moment. We got to get ready for that next one. The, the next uh, two points in front of us are the only thing we can uh, have control of and control over to some degree. And we've got to focus on that. Obviously, things for him to work on. But what did you think about? He'll get time on the PK. I, you know, he he didn't later. We had. Uh, he did later, but not as much. Um, but uh, he'll get plenty of time there, um, with the, in the absence of uh, Jack Quinn. What you, would you like about the way that Dylan just really attacked the game throughout the night? He was good. I mean, he's we we mentioned it the penalty kill. Um, you know, month and a half, two months ago, he he from from. Night and day difference from from then to now, and there's five on plays followed suit as well. Um, he's finally, um, I shouldn't say finally. He's he's not looked like himself. He's looked like a better version of himself at any point than in his career, really. Um, just in the last month, you know. I think so. All the, 
you know, the, the different things in life that presented him from the start of the year. He's a, he's a different, more mature hockey player right now, and it's uh, a good time for us to have that happening. Johnson, okay after blocking a shot? You know, I'll find out now. I, I assume he is, um, but I'll find out uh, more now. I didn't, uh, won't go to the medical room here until, until after we finish this. Process and Lukin, and he's going up against one of the best goalies in the National Hockey League, and then the multiple power play opportunities with some of the best players he's going up against in the NHL with Robertson and Pavelski and Hans. Those are some of the most lethal players, and then he, he stood his ground there. Yeah, he's been he's been amazing. Uh, really, the, the trajectory, the the progression for him uh, has been something significant, and I think you know, no coincidence. You you, you know, he's you know, we had. Great mentorship the last couple of years with Craig Anderson, uh, but you know once we had Devin Levi here and 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 you could see that competition that youthful, uh, it's something that's pushed both of those guys Devin to be better and obviously now Oopi's looking at somebody uh, that's a pretty pretty darn good goaltender and that's really really helped push I think uh, Oopi uh, to 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 see himself as as a more veteran guy a guy with more experience and. Um, he has, he has, uh, you know, been able to seize that because of the work he's put in prior. So it's, it's nice to see him. And he was, he was great in, in the third period when he had to be, he, he, he was to keep it close enough, um, to give us more chance and, and more chances down the stretch to, to, to get into that game. Um, he was good. All right. That is Sabres head coach, Don Granado down in the media room as we, Bring it back up here to the press box. Brian Colzio with you. 2-1 Dallas over Buffalo tonight in game number 50 of 82 for the Sabres. We'll update you on the standings and the scoreboard. Coming up, a lot of teams back in action tonight coming off the All-Star break. Uh, we'll get you the scoreboard coming up there in a moment. Don Granado did give you one little injury nugget there in terms of Eric Johnson. Uh, was looked at at the bench after blocking some shots. He said he's going to head to the medical room now to get, get an update there. So uh, we will get an update tomorrow morning. Be sure to follow Paul Hamilton. Uh, tomorrow uh, as he is here for practice. But uh, no official update there. If you didn't uh, see it over the All-Star break, Matias Samuelson officially off to injured reserve. He's out for the season with an upper body injury. Jack Quinn out six to eight weeks after having lower body surgery. So that's kind of uh, the update on the injury front as of this moment. Let's get in. That is our official injury report. And uh, the injury report, again, brought to you by Losey and Ganji. Buffalo's Workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Speaking of Paul Hamilton, we'll have him down in the media room with his final game thoughts here coming up in just a moment. While we wait for Paul, let's get in our final stats of the game. They're brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Visit levelfa.com. All right, the final shots in the third. Wow, 34 combined shots. 18 for the Stars, 16 for the Sabres. How about this for Buffalo? 16, 16, 16 over periods 1, 2, and 3. 48 total. 30 for Dallas. But uh, the Sabres obviously very busy in that category tonight. Power plays. Each team gets one goal there. The Stars for 5-on-4 went 1-5 of five and also went 0-2 of two on the 5-on-3. So a, a very productive night for the Sabres. Penalty kill in the 5-on-3 scenario. That gave them a chance there uh, at the end of the night. Uh, as far as the Sabres go, one for four. Their lone goal came on the power play with that one-time blast from Thompson. Jake Ottinger gets the win. 47 saves in that win for the Stars. Uko Pekalukunen played well. 28 saves. He gets the loss. 
your three stars tonight. Thompson from Buffalo, star number three. Steele with the game winner for Dallas, star number two. And uh, no doubt about it for Ottinger. He's star number one tonight, and we will make Jake Ottinger our electric player of the game. And it's brought to you by Town Ford. When you think Ford, think Town Ford. Again, the announced attendance at KeyBank Center, 13,221. This is the first of four in a row at home for Buffalo. Uh, Kind of a weird, quirky schedule. The Sabres have an all-star break. The bye week, they've got 10 days off. They play Dallas, and now they have Wednesday off, Thursday off, Friday off from game action. They don't play until Saturday afternoon uh, at 1 p.m. against the Blues. That is a national broadcast on ABC. So if you're looking for it on the TV side, uh, in the Buffalo area, KBW Channel 7 will have it on ABC. Uh, but you can, no matter where you're listening tonight, you can watch it around the country uh, on ABC. Uh, and, of course, we'll have Dan and Rob's call uh, with the play-by-play right here on the radio side uh, on our flagship station, WGR, and along the Sabres radio network. Then Los Angeles next week here on Tuesday. And then the red-hot Florida Panthers and Sam Reinhardt come to town uh, next Thursday to close out the homestand. The Sabres have four, I'm sorry, five of the six here out of the All-Star break at home. They'll have a, a road game next Saturday in Minnesota, and then they'll come home for President's Day, an afternoon Monday game with the Anaheim Ducks. So, again, an opportunity here on the schedule with all these games at home. Uh, last homestand in January when they had six straight, they went 3-3. Three and three. We'll see how this four-game homestand goes. 2-1 Dallas. Let's go down to the media room and bring Paul Hamilton in for more analysis on this game. Paul in the third, pretty much more of the same. 16 shots in the first, second, and third. Um, some really good chances, a couple more power play opportunities in the third uh, for the Sabres, but they just could not solve Jake Ottinger anywhere other than that one power play goal. No, they couldn't. And, uh, you know, Buffalo got 14 shots on the power play. Dallas got 12. I mean, 12 of their 30 shots came on the power play, and that's one of the reasons they had eight shots in the third period. Because uh, whether you like the penalties or you didn't like the penalties, the Sabres sat in the penalty box. You know, Greenway goes at 7.07. Lukanen goes at 7.49. So you have a long five on three you have to kill off. Yoki Haru goes at 15.28. Clifton goes at 17.11. You have a shorter five on three that you have to kill off. And Clifton comes out of the box and doesn't leave you with, with much time to get the goaltender pulled. And they had two great opportunities. Uh, what a play by Thompson to find a wide-open uh, Middlestad cross-ice pa- pass. And Middlestad had, had, looked like he had some net to shoot at. And as he said, he tried to go up high, and he kind of mishit the shot a little bit. And how many times would there be Sabres in this game that said they mishit the shot? 48 were on net, but... You know, uh, the Dallas Stars blocked 23 shots. So uh, the Sabres had, uh, you know, 24 shots that um, towards the net that were blocked and another 11 that they missed the net. So that's 35 plus 48. I know I have the mathematician sitting with me here. It's 83, what is that, 80, Paul. 83? 83. Yeah, 83 shot attempts. And, you know, Rasmus Dahlin – that's one of the best games I've seen him play overall. He had eight shots on goal, but, you know, he had five shots blocked and, and uh, two over the net. I mean, he had 15 shot attempts, uh, played 29-16. I, I thought really, you know, Eric Johnson only played 9 2 so after a while it was like 
they're going to run the same 4D out there. I mean, and it, it was a lot of, you know, the Johnsons, neither one of them got to 10 minutes, and they basically went with 4D. And Dowling thrived on it. Uh, you know how I always say that in order for the Sabres to be a very good team, Rasmus Dowling has to be elite. I can't call him elite tonight just because he just m- missed golden opportunities where, you know, he was open down the slot, and, and, and one time he was stopped – couple other times he put it over the top of the net when you know he had great opportunities to score now it was great play by him that created the opportunities to score but that's more like the Rasmus Dahlin that we need to see if this is going to be a good team Dylan Cousins also had eight shots on goal you know they needed a goal when they're killing off that penalty near the end of the game who walks in alone a shorthanded Dylan Cousins and he kind of beat Ottinger he got it through him but Ottinger got enough of it that it started the puck angling and it angled by the post and out you know uh, so he actually got it under him but Ottinger just got a little piece of it to make the puck move instead of going under him and in the net it moved and went by the post so uh, you know you got to bottom line this great game isn't good enough it's just not at this point of the season, with the with the way they, what they put them, some, you can't play some of the best teams in the National Hockey League, like the Vancouver Canucks, and the Dallas Stars. Have them come into your building and you dominate them, absolutely dominate them, and lose one to nothing to an all-star goalie and Thatcher Demko of the Vancouver Canucks, and lose two to one to an all-star goalie and Jake Ottinger. Yeah, I know Jake Ottinger is he's a good goalie. I mean, his numbers aren't where probably they've been in the past. I mean, coming into the game, he had a 3.04 goals against and it just hit 900 on a save percentage. I think his numbers would, be, would say he's a better goalie in, in past, but just as, you know, the Sabres have played a lot of goaltenders without good numbers that come in here, and basically it looks like Dominic Hasek is in net for the opponent almost nightly. Some of them are all-star goalies. Some of them are goalies that came up out of the American Hockey League they, with goals against a 4.5 and save percentages of 8.32, and they look like Dominic Hasek by the time they're done. You know, uh, you know so um, that, that, you just got to bottom line it. Uh, playing really well and losing one nothing to the Vancouver Canucks and 2-1 to one to the Dallas Stars, you're not going to catch the Dallas Stars playing like that like they played in this game very often. When they go to Dallas, they probably aren't going to catch the Stars playing like that. Just a blown opportunity. You didn't get any points in either one of those games. I mean, what, what's, how different is our conversation right now if they pick up two points in two games that they absolutely dominated against good teams just to have four more points? How much different is our conversation right now? Yeah, I mean, we, we add to the conversation that they can beat elite teams. You know, they won in Boston. They won in Madison Square Garden against the Rangers. They beat Vegas. They beat in Colorado. So we can just continue the conversation that, hey, look, they can play with anybody in the league if they play their game. And, Paul, you know, just doing what you said, if you add four more points to their total, they have 52. That would, at the moment, put them ahead of Montreal and Washington and a point behind the Devils and Penguins and two behind the Islanders, and then you're only – Six behind the two wildcard teams, including the wildcard one team, which is Toronto. So um, I agree with you. Even just four more points at this moment 
feels like a totally different conversation. And you're, we could be sitting here tonight saying, look, you just beat another powerhouse team, another top 10 team in the league, and you're doing it with your goaltender who has really emerged to play quite well and play just about as good as anybody in the league here over the last two months. The fact that they have wasted some epic performances from the goalie. I mean, I know, again, the second goal probably, Paul, Lucan it's not going to love. But oh, sure, yeah, he dropped the, it. And, but, but he they let him two, two to Dallas. Game. Right, you let yeah. him two to Dallas. That You you would sign up for that every single time against and a good team. And he made phenomenal – look at that third period when the Sabres were shorthanded and he had to make 18 saves in the third period and a lot of them were phenomenal saves. Um, the first goal – Nothing you can do about it. And I and I told you earlier, I want Eric Johnson to try to block that shot every time because Eric Johnson uh, has been a very good penalty killer for this team. I know a lot of people haven't liked some of the other play he's had in five-on-five, five, but you can't argue with his penalty killing. It's been really good. And he has made that play so many times where he comes out and blocks that shot. And, I, and, and he's good at it. So I want him to come out there and block this shot. On this particular occasion, he screened his goaltender, and it also deflected in off of him. So, all right, it didn't work this time. So be it. You're not going to lay that one on Lukanen at all. And, it, yeah, he dropped the puck. And, but still, there's a guy standing right with the goal scorer, Steele. First, you know, first of all, this is the way the Dallas Stars play. You have a guy standing there hoping there's a rebound. It came because Lukanen dropped the puck. And you got a guy standing in your crease. He's basically standing on your goal line with Owen Power standing right with him. Standing right with him. And what happens? Owen Power is standing with him. He's not covering him. He's not trying to get him out of there. He's standing there with him. So that guy's allowed to stand there. And Foxa just puts the puck into the crease, and a puck goes in off the skate of Steele. So they created their break there. Yeah, they got a break. It's a bad break on the Sabres, but they created their break. And we discussed this at the end of the second period. As well as the Sabres played, I can't think of one single opportunity where there was an opportunity for a Sabre to score a goal like that if it were to come about where a Sabre is basically standing on the goal line and, and a Sabre is standing there on Ottinger waiting for that rebound. So we did see some of that. There were, there, were, there were guys around the net at times. I've seen them be a lot worse at their net front than they were in this game. Um, but it still needs to be better. But it, it was, it, I'm not going to stand here and say it was awful by any means. But that, that type of goal that we just scored that won the game for the Dallas Stars – yeah, it's a fluky goal, but it's also a goal where you make your own breaks, and that's what they did. And I just don't see a Sabre standing there in almost on the goal line and have a puck go in off of him because that's where he is. Um, there were some plays around the net I didn't like. You know, it seemed like guys were standing sideways to the goaltender instead of standing in front of him. And then the puck comes and they take a step, and it allows Ottinger to see it. Um, I, I don't mean to jump on J.J. Paterka's back. He's a, he's a young player who scores a lot of goals. But Darlene on the power play ripped one wide uh, in the second period. It went, it went hard off the wall, came right back to Ottinger. And he, he was able to scoop it up. And Paterka just, I don't think he, he went hard enough at that puck. 
and it allowed the puck to get to Ottinger before Paterka could get there to tap it into an empty net. Had he just been a little more diligent, it, that's a goal for J.J. Paterka because if he gets there first, he puts it in the empty net. There's not a goalie there to make any type of a save. But he just missed it, and Ottinger got there first. And, and you know, I just would like to see a little bit more from J.J. on that play. Uh, you know, just to get there first and to jump on that and, and, and be able to score. So that's, that, that's the difference between the Sabres and a lot of teams where a lot – and the Sabres do get the occasional tip in and puck that goes in off them, and, and uh, sometimes they're very good at net front. They'll get guys going to the net, and then they, they'll score goals like that. But um, I just see other teams better at it on a consistent basis. Paul, let's finish with uh, what is a weird schedule here. <laughs> they have all this time off. They play, and now they've got three more days in a row with no games until the Blues come in here Saturday afternoon. So I, I guess if there's things that Don Granato wants to work on, he's got more time to do it here. Although I would probably, if I'm playing in that room right now, this would be a night I'd almost would almost would want the back-to-back and say, let if I'm going to have one, let me have one right now here and just – kind of go out there and play almost like what they did again here tonight yeah it was almost a shame that they had the break but it, it didn't bother him to be quite honest with you I, I was i was saying well you just won two in a row in 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 california do you really want a break at that point but uh you know it uh it, it was okay because they came right out in the first period and played well but sure enough you're down one nothing uh you got a bad break on a penalty kill and and buffalo just threw everything at Jake Ottinger and couldn't score. Uh, they had plenty, plenty of opportunity to score. Uh, as you mentioned, 16 shots in every period, many shots over the net or wide or, you know, they, Ottinger made some great saves. The Sabres missed some great opportunities by shooting wide. Um, but, I mean, the Sabres easily could have walked out of that period with three goals of their own and been ahead three to one. They're, Really, there's no reason to be, even though you gave up a power play goal that came that uh, was screened and went in off a um, off a player. Even with that, you easily could have left that period. You played well enough to score three goals. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. They, you created opportunity after opportunity. That, that Cousins line until the last shift. Their last shift was their only bad shift of the period. I mean, they were just on it constantly in the offensive zone. They were just all over the stars. But they couldn't get it in. I mean, J.J. Paterka, you could see the frustration with him when you know he got a chance in front and missed the net, and he felt he should have scored there. He had some net and, and missed it, and, and he got upset with himself. I understand. You know, he's human. Of course he's going to be frustrated when he misses that chance. He had other great scoring chances, another one there where there was screened, and Ottinger you know, just got a pad on it. Uh, you know, it didn't make it in. Uh, I understand why Dowling's frustrated because – you know, he gets himself in position to have a great scoring opportunity and then gets stopped and then misses the net. So, you know, he, he talked about his frustration after the game and how upset he is, and that's good to see. You know, that, that he, he, you know Don Granato was extremely upset about it too. He didn't want to talk about good things in the game because he knows they got to win. Yep. You know, they're in a position where they got to win, and he doesn't want to hear about, well, yeah, you had 48 shots, and yeah, you created opportunities, and yeah, your goaltender was great, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't want to hear it, and I wouldn't want to either if I were him. Yeah, you mentioned some of these chances. I thought Cousins was absolutely flying tonight. Looked like the player of last year. The only difference is we know he scored 
last year. He and Darlene both with eight shots. And you mentioned the visible frustration a couple of times from Darlene that Cousins shorthanded opportunity in between the Paterka and Clifton penalties uh, when he beat Ottinger and then it slid away, you know, through the pads and then away uh, from going in, um, he kind of gave that facial, like, just, uh kind of look afterwards, too. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a face and an expression, Paul, that we're seeing now quite often from these guys that are paid. And, and Cousins, I'll quote him from right a couple of months ago, he said, quote, I'm, I'm paid to put the puck in the net or I'm getting paid a lot of money to put the puck in the net. So, you know, his game has been better, but he knows, like, he's got to score in those in those moments there. He knows, like, that's a big reason why he got that contract. Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, he wants to live up to it, and he wants to win. He hates this losing, and he wants to be in the playoffs, and he wants to win. But, as I said, you know, Darlene has to be Darlene, and Cousins has to be Cousins. And Cousins for a while now, has been Cousins. You know, he's really stepped up his game. And we saw it tonight from Darlene. That's the best game I've seen from Darlene in, in quite a while. And, you know, you, we talked about it earlier. It's coming back from the All-Star game. He seems to get energized by that All-Star game, being with the All-Star players from around the league. And, uh, you know, the first game out of the All-Star game, he was he was absolutely Rasmus Darlene. And, but now... They have to figure out why were we scoring last year and we're not scoring this year, especially when you create that many chances in a game and only score one goal and create as many great chances against Vancouver and only score no goals. Um, yeah, I mean, they played as – in those two games, they played about as best as, – as, as well as they could play, and they scored one goal in the two games combined. And here your goaltender let up three in those two games and you lost them both and didn't get any points. How can your goaltender play that well and give up only three goals in two games and you got no points out of them? Yep, well, that's uh, <laughs> it's a question we don't have an answer for. Among the many. We'll just uh, we'll save those for the postseason show, Paul. <laughs> yeah. All right, Paul, thank you. Great stuff tonight. Appreciate your work. And uh, we'll see you here Saturday uh, early for a noon pregame, 1 o'clock puck drop against the Blues. Looking forward to it. Take care. Okay, thanks, Paul. Be sure to follow, follow Paul Hamilton over the next few days for practice news, uh, injury updates, lineups, all that sort of stuff uh, as he we get you ready for the Sabres and the Blues coming here Saturday. Yeah, Cousins, I thought, was flying tonight. Eight shots, 13-shot attempts. Darlene, 15-shot attempts. Uh, yeah, those two I thought were very good. Thompson had six shots uh, in this game. Uh, the Sabres' leader in hits in this game, Jordan Greenway, still playing that physical game, three hits. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and give Jordan Greenway, with his three hits, our Clinton Collision of the Game honors tonight. Clinton Collision, we're there when you need a repair. All right, 2-1 Dallas. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll check the scores from the rest of the night in the NHL, update you on the standings, how much damage did this regulation loss due tonight. We'll uh, get you that when we return here as the Stars beat the Sabres 2-1. to one. I'm Brian Colziel. More coming up from KeyBank Center on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Robertson gets it in front. The hit's big save by Lukanen. 
Special delivery, UPL, with a one-on-one -on -one showdown against one of the best in the game right now at putting the puck in the net. Dunleavy there on the call. The goaltenders were on display tonight, both of them very good. Jake Ottinger, first star, 47 saves. That right there, a save from Uko Pekalukanen. He was excellent in the third period. He faced 18 shots from Dallas, stopped them all. And uh, unfortunately for he and his team, no points to show for it for the Sabres. As we welcome you back here to KeyBank Center, and this is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. 2-1 Dallas, the final. St. Louis is up next on Saturday. We'll update you on what the Blues are going on, are up to here in a moment. I'll also read some tweets. Uh, you can always send them in at Brian WGR. Uh, but before we update the standings, we want to check what's going on in the rest of the NHL scores here. As we get our scoreboard check with Jonathan Koziel here, our score is brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want ribs. Thank you, Brian. Only uh, one game left remaining. That is live action right now in Vegas. The Oilers and Knights. Who else but Connor McDavid giving the Oilers the one nothing lead late in the first in that one. The rest of the game's finals. Flames taking care of the Bruins in Boston 4-1. Flyers and Panthers down in Florida. Flyers taking that one 2-1. Pe Penguins with a shutout from Tristan Jari. 3-0 win over the Jets in that one. Nick Suzuki leading the way for the Canadians with two goals and an assist as they win in Washington against the Caps. Elias Lindholm just traded to Vancouver. He scores twice in his debut for Vancouver as they beat Carolina 3-2. And the Devils top the Avalanche 5-3. To men's college basketball locally, Niagara Canisius in a battle up at the Gallagher Center. Niagara takes this one 69-64. And the UB men fall to Bowling Green 87-73 in continuing their disappointing season, falling to 2-20 on the season and 1-9 in the conference. Oof. 2-20. That's that's tough to do. It's a nice win for Niagara. Yes. They are, I want to say, in seconds in the Metro Atlantic Conference. They're 8-4 uh, in eight, the conference. Yeah, they're having a good year. Greg Paulus doing a nice job uh, with the Purple Eagles. Maybe some of you uh, were at that game tonight up in Lewiston. Yeah, Niagara's playing really, really well, so kudos to them. All right, so there are your scores, which allows us now to officially check the standings with all those early games uh, finished off. The NHL standings brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars. Stand tall with Native Pride. Well, no points for the Sabres tonight, as we know, despite the uh, the solid effort. You know, Don Granato says pissed off is the word to use. Not frustrated. I'm sure fans are pissed off at a lot of these games this season. 48 points for the Sabres. Uh, Montreal, as Jonathan just said, won tonight against the Capitals. So they move back ahead of Buffalo with 50. The Capitals stay with 51. The Devils and Penguins with 53. The Islanders with 54. And then Detroit and Toronto still in the wildcard spots with 58. I think Paul makes a great point, though. Those two games, the one nothing loss to the Canucks, the 2-1 loss here to the Stars, both games the Sabres definitely played well enough to win. Their goaltender played outstanding in both of them, Lukanen. If you just even just win those two games and ask to change nothing from the rest of the season, that puts Buffalo at 52 points. You'd be ahead of Montreal. You'd be ahead of Washington. You'd only be six out of wildcard one. And you'd be one back of the Devils and Penguins with maybe a chance to pass them in the next game. I mean, just two more wins, you know, and could the Sabres win their next two? And, you know, it just it seems as though um, they're that close, but they're also very far when you think about the number of teams um, 
But, man, just even just two more wins, 52 points, we'd be having a very different conversation right now for sure. All right, let's read some responses from fans here as we get our first response from the fans. Brought to you by ServePro. ServePro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster. You can always send me your thoughts after each and every game uh, on Twitter, X, at Brian WGR. Alex writing in says, why do they consistently do terrible in the first period despite the shots? It's the score that matters. They can't win games when they're trailing a lot after one. Yeah, this was another period, uh, another first period, which the Sabres trailed at the end. That's that's a good point, Alex. That trend continues. The shots after one were 16-8, to eight, Buffalo, but trailed one to nothing. The shots at the 10-minute mark were 13-2 to two at the halfway point. So, yeah, that was uh, – that's another – you know, when we look back on the season and, you know, talk about what went wrong, um, which, you know, I'm doing right now too here, I, near, you know, when I, when I talk about team things, not individual things, team things, it would be hard-pressed for me to go on my list past the first periods. You probably could get an argument from me that you might say power play could be at the top of the list. I might still argue that first period deficits might be my number one complaint. When I talk about team, you know, we can, I can go through individuals for you for sure. But you said, hey, you know, Brian, what's going wrong with this season so far here through 50 games? And you said, just tell me team-wise, what, you know, what don't you like? I might start with the first period. They have the worst goal differential in the first period. They came in tonight in the bottom four in goals four in the first period. I'll have to update you, you know, after all these games occurred tonight. But um, that's been a real thorn in their side for sure. And on a night tonight where they played very well in the first, they had nothing to show for it. In fact, they had a deficit to show for it. So I would agree. Good uh, good point there, Alex, for sure. Uh, Anthony says, you know, in response to Granado saying about pissed off is currently uh, the appropriate term for this team. Anthony says this year was supposed to be the playoff year. Pissed off is what the fans have been all year. Probably right. Yes, Anthony. Thank you for your thoughts on that. Uh, Jimmy Talking about Darlene saying that Ottinger is just an unbelievable goalie. Today wasn't our day. Jimmy says, look at $11 million. You're paid to bury your chances. It's true. Darlene's making a ton of money. Cousins is making a ton of money. Thompson's making a ton of money. Skinner's making a ton of money. Uh, you know, Skinner on the season is doing all right. 17 goals here in 42 games. Paul made a good point tonight, too. Dallas's big players and their lines have been almost the same. They've played almost in all of their games. The Sabres top group it's never really been other than a you know what less than 10 games where the top nine have all been in you know the Sabres are going to be without Jack Quinn now for six to eight weeks um, how many games have we really had the top nine all together it really has not been that many that's a you know another big piece here why the Sabres are where they are okay let's finish here on our upstate Honda dealers post game with a look at what is next, and that is the St. Louis Blues. The Blues right now out in the West are currently sitting in wild card spot number one. They are fourth in the Central, but likely are going to finish no better than fourth. Dallas, Colorado, and Winnipeg looking good right now in the one, two, three spots, and then St. Louis has an 11 point gap before they can get to third place Winnipeg. So they're likely thinking wild card, the Blues are, uh, as they go into the uh, final stretch here of the season 
The Blues actually, after L.A. won tonight, uh, are now wild card two with 54 points. The Kings have 56. St. Louis, 6-3-1 and one in their last 10, a minus 12 goal differential. Um, a losing record away from home ice. So, you know, obviously Buffalo hasn't had a good record uh, at home either this year at KeyBank Center. That's, you know, maybe another thing on the team list of things we got to talk about. They're just continuing to not get it done at home. Robert Thomas leading the team uh, in goals and points, 17 goals, 52 points to lead the way. So there's a little look at the Blues as we preview our next game. That'll be Saturday. We'll have Sports Talk Saturday, 11 to 12, and then uh believe Derek Kramer will be hosting, and then uh, I'll be on here at KeyBank Center uh, at 12 with pregame, and then, of course, we'll hand things off to Dan and Rob at 1 o'clock. That game is on ABC, ESPN+. Plus. So Dan and Rob will be here for the radio call, and uh, if you want to hear their thoughts and analysis throughout, we'll have it for you right here on WGR and along the Sabres radio network. Two on the final here as we are going to put a wrap on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show for tonight. want to thank our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer, back in our Amherst studios. TJ, thanks you for your work tonight. Jonathan Colziel, our producer here at KeyBank Center. Tom Matty, our engineer. Paul Hamilton, our reporter. Shope and the Bulldog on the pregame. And Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray are our game announcers. My name is Brian Colziel. I thank you for listening. Again, the final here from downtown Buffalo. Dallas 2, Buffalo 1. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you again on Saturday with the Blues in town right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.